Welcome to the Elevate Life Church podcast of the week. We hope you enjoy this message. For more information about this podcast and other resources, visit elevatelife.com. Hey, Elevate Life family. So excited to have my friend Joel Osteen right here at Lakewood Church today. Hey, I'm glad to be with you guys. We're going to have a great time. It's going to be awesome. Keith, we love you and we love Elevate Life. So thanks for having me. Well, thank you for doing this. And you know, when I was thinking about doing this series, Joel, the first thing that came to my mind is there's nobody that can tell the good news like you can. And I so respect and honor you. Our church does for how God's using you all over the world. So thank you for being willing to do this. Well, I love being with you, Keith, and Pastor Sheila as well, and all of you guys at Elevate Life. Uh, We've been friends a long time, and we just, uh, I love what what you guys stand for and the way you're lifting people up. But, you know, it's it's all about, Keith, that know that God's got a plan. He's got a purpose. We're not here by accident. I mean, Keith, even sitting here in the former compact center, you've got a great story about this place, but it just shows you that God's dream for your life is bigger than your own. And and I love that, you know, tell me something good because there's plenty of bad news. But I think in these times more than ever, we have to keep filling our minds and our hearts and our spirits with good things because you can't take in all the negative news again and again and expect to live a positive, faith-filled life. Well, I think that's what, what the reality of today is. And I think a lot of people are getting tired of the, of the negativity and the negative news. And we know that Jesus uh, really told us to go. And, and not just go, but he says, go tell the good news and make disciples. Make disciples of Jesus, but also make disciples of good news. And I love what St. Augustine said, Joel. He said, you know, uh, preach the gospel and use words uh, only if it's necessary. In other words, that our life is, is a representation that let your light so shine before men that they see your good works. They see the good news that you're living in and it inspires people to understand really who God is and that he is the author of goodness and good things and that he's a good, good God. I love that scripture, Joel, in uh, Luke 12 that says, it is the Father's good pleasure to give you the good things of the kingdom. And so you've written a new book and actually today we're, we're gonna offer that book uh, right here at Elevate Life Church, Next Level Thinking. And I think about that, Joel, and I think about how really that, that God wants us to understand that, in fact, the Bible says, the prophet Isaiah said it this way. He said that your thoughts are not my thoughts, neither are your ways my ways. And as the heavens are higher than the earth, so are my thoughts and my ways higher than your ways. And so it's really not God bragging on himself saying, hey, I think better than you. My ways are better than you. It's really an invitation for us to think like God. And Joel, you've, you've written a book, uh, this next level thinking book. And I'm telling you, I'm so inspired by it because our church, Elevate Life Church, it's like, it's not average life church, it's Elevate Life Church. And one of the reasons that, that we have Uh, more than branded ourselves that way, but really I believe that God put in our hearts to help people elevate their thinking so they can elevate their life. And really that starts with next level thinking. And so God has given us a power to think. And here's, here's a think fact, Joel, and that is that you cannot not think. 
So you're gonna think, and I just say it like this, and that is, while you're thinking, why don't you just think next level? Because you cannot not think. You, can, you can't say, hey, I'm gonna just turn off my thinking. So if you're gonna think, let's decide what it is that we're gonna think about, and that really starts with next level thinking. So Joe, you, you wrote this book, and I just wanna ask you, why did you write the book? And then really just, what's, what's the message of the book? Yeah, you know, Keith, it's just what you're talking about that, you know, we're constantly thinking, and I believe a lot of us get stuck in our thinking. We put limits on ourselves. Mm. We think, uh, you know, I can't, for me, I can't step up and pastor the church yeah. when my dad died. I didn't have the training. Or maybe just, uh, I'll never break this addiction. I'll never get married. I'll never get out of debt. I'll never reach a dream. I believe as long as you're limiting yourself and your thinking that you're limiting what God can do. Mm. I think of this, that God has all the power in the world. Most of us believe that, that are believers, that, hey, God created the universe. There's nothing he can't do. But yet, Keith, you think about that story in the scripture where it said Jesus couldn't do any mighty miracles in his hometown because of their unbelief. Mm. So in a sense, I believe that we can limit the most powerful force in the universe with our thinking. So I'd just like to encourage people, because it's so real to me, to take the limits off of yourself. Quit telling yourself that you can't rise higher, you can't accomplish a dream, you can't break the addiction. The battle's taking place in our mind. My father always taught that you will never rise any higher than the way you see yourself. Mm. And so maybe today, you know, you may not realize it, but you're limiting yourself. Just saying, well, I can't rise any higher at work or I can't, you know, whatever it might be. But you take the limits off. Maybe not in your own talent you can't, but you have the most powerful force in the universe breathing in your direction not mm. right now. The most high God is before you in, in breathing in your direction, really. And Keith, I was going to say, yes, I go back to it. I said it earlier. We wouldn't be sitting in this former compact center mm. if we didn't take the limits off of ourselves and take the limits off of God. Because every thought said, Joel, you're not going to get the compact center. That's a sports arena. The city owned it at the time. But you know what? I felt deep down in my heart that we were supposed to have it. Now, all the thoughts told me why we weren't going to get it, and there were big businesses that were against us. But you know what? God can make things happen that you can't make happen. He doesn't say if you can figure it out, all things are possible. He says when you believe, all things are possible. Again, taking the limits off of yourself, taking the limits off of God. You know, it, it, and that scripture is so true, Joel, that you know, with man, I mean, that's what the Bible says, with man, things are impossible, but with God, all things are possible. And I, I really am, this is my word, but I'm phenomenated. I mean, I, every, every time I come in here, I'm phenomenated by, by just the way that you had to think, the way that, that, that you and Victoria had to think for you to even uh, decide that you were willing to do this. And, and uh, I want to talk a little bit about that because really all of us have got to get past whatever our natural defaults are. We've got to get past whatever our natural way of thinking is. And you know, great, one of the definitions for great is to think beyond normal. So, you know, when you think about that God has put eternity in our hearts for us to be able to think like him, he's really the one that's given us the power to think that way. And, and, and really, even in your own journey, that's what you had to decide, right? I mean, you had yeah. to decide that, 
look, I'm, I'm good with being behind the camera. I'm good with being behind the scenes. But to think from getting from behind the camera on this stage, even in your own mind, yeah. what, what had to take place in you? You know, that was the real, that was the real challenge, Keith. I think that we all come to those points that, uh, you know, I call them destiny moments. So mm. when my, so my dad pastored for 40 years at Lakewood at the other location. And when he went to be with the Lord su suddenly, unexpectedly at 77, I knew down in here I was supposed to step up and pastor the church. But every thought told me that I wasn't qualified, yeah. that I hadn't been to seminary, didn't have the training, I didn't have the qualifications. Plus, Keith, my personality is more quiet and reserved. Yeah. I like being behind the scenes, but I knew down here I was supposed to do it. And, and I do believe it was a destiny moment that some opportunities may not pass by again. So I took that step of faith, but nothing really changed in my mind right off the bat. Mm. I mean, every thought told me, Joy, nobody's gonna listen to you. You're going to come, and what kind of experience do you have? What kind of right do you have to step up, step up in front of people? But I did just what you're talking about, Keith. You know, instead of letting those thoughts play, which you don't have to think every thought that comes, it may come, but you don't have to dwell on, I would tune it out and just replace it with what God said about me. Yeah. For instance, I would say, I am strong in the Lord. I can do all things through Christ. I, I am well able. I would turn off all the negative thoughts and and I would, you know, play those thoughts of faith and victory. And what I've learned is that you can talk yourself into your dreams or you can talk yourself out mm. of your dreams. So if I would have let those thoughts play, one, they would have limited my life, and two, I wouldn't be sitting here today. So I just encourage you. You said something important, Keith, your default settings. I think a lot of times we don't realize our default settings are negative. It's just the way we grew up. Yeah. And you know, if, if it's been no different since you were a child, it's just, you know, everybody thinks like this, but you need to pay attention to what's played in your mind all day. Cause it shouldn't be playing, uh, you know, and I'm not that talented, I'm not that attractive, I've reached my limits, I'll never get well, I'll never get out of debt. You gotta turn, you gotta turn those around. As long as you're against yourself, you won't reach your destiny or the fullness of your destiny. So. I would encourage you to pay attention to what's playing in your mind all through the day. And when you, if you realize or if you find, hey, here's just a natural thought that's against me that I, I'm not gonna rise higher or that nobody wants to be around me or that I'm not as talented as somebody else, you gotta tune that all out. I believe this is what we should be playing. I'm blessed, mm. I'm prosperous, I'm redeemed, I'm forgiven, I'm talented, I'm creative, I'm disciplined, I'm focused. I'm determined, I'm valuable, I'm free, I'm anointed, equipped, empowered, I'm well able to do what God's called Amen. me to do. Not bragging, but just play what God says about you. Hey, you may not feel talented, sometimes I don't, but I play it in my mind, I am talented, I'm a masterpiece, I'm made in the image of God. And Boy, when you get the right recording, you start taking the limits off yourself, you start getting your mind going in the right directions, that's, that's what you said, Keith, It'll, it elevates your life. Yes. That's what helps you to, you know, it, it's really too, it's not just being positive, it's your faith being released. Because mm. it's easy to go around thinking, you know, just discouraged and doubtful, that's easy, that's average. That's, that's if your church was called normal life thinking <laughs> or whatever. But if you want to elevate your life, you got to say, uh, you know what, I'm going to step out of the box. I believe I'm created in the image of God. I believe I'm a masterpiece. I believe God's breathing in my direction right now. I mean, Keith, that's how we got the compact center. Mm. We would come up at night and walk around the building sometimes when nobody was here and just, wow. just dream. Just speak it out. Just, I think, you know, I think it's so powerful. Um, you know, when it comes to faith, 
I think the difference between belief and faith, Joel, is this. God did not say without belief, it's impossible to please me. He said without faith, it's impossible to please me. And so the father of our faith, Abraham, the Bible says that he hoped against hope. He believed against belief. But then one more thing, he spoke those things that were not as though they were. And Joel, I think what you did, even when you walked around this place, you, you spoke it. You spoke, we, we literally, God spoke the world into existence. So if he's given us the power to think, what comes first? Does thinking come before speaking or does speaking come before thinking? Here's what I think God wants us to understand. That because he's given us the power to think, part of the reason that we have those natural defaults, Joel, in our thinking is because of things that have been spoken over us. You can't do this. You'll never amount to anything. You're from the wrong side of, of the tracks. You're, you're poor. You'll, you'll, you'll never amount to anything. And I think if once we realize that God has given us the power to think, then I've got to speak the word of God. I think that's what your dad was masterful in teaching your family, first of all, your family of origin, the Osteens, but then now in the earth, there's, a, there's really a, a faith voice. You're a, you're a faith voice that's helping people to understand what it means to think next level. And it starts with, just like you said, speaking those things maybe that are not right now. Right. Like somebody says, yeah, but, but if I have a headache, I don't go, I don't have a headache. No, here's, this, is, this is how simple it is. Here's, here's how we speak faith and how we speak next level thinking is that I have a headache, but I believe God is God. I have cancer, but I believe God is a healer. In other words, we don't, faith is not denying that the problem doesn't exist. Right. It's speaking the word of God over that thing. And that's next level thinking. I Go love ahead. that too, Keith. Because that, that's a great point because, you know, in the old days there's sometimes it's like, you know, we're not, we're not trying to tell anybody to deny this, to, to, to deny the facts or right. deny reality. But I love the scripture. It says, let the weak say I am strong. Very good. It doesn't say, let the weak talk about your weakness. <laughs> and I think that's what sometimes it's, it's easy and difficult. It's, you know, it's easy to talk about the problems or it's not working out. And you're sure there's times you may have to tell somebody to, you know, get some encouragement or something. But I think you, like you said, you got to be careful what what you let come mm. out of your mouth. There's a lot of things I think that, you know, that and I could speak negatively, but I think, you know what, I know better because when you speak it, you give it life. Right. I always say, you know what, if you're not going to say anything good, you got to zip it up. You know, let the weak say I'm strong. Mm. Let those that are struggling in their finances say, you know what, yeah, I'm having some difficulties, but I know this, I'm blessed. Right. I know God's on the throne. I know I have his favor. You start speaking those, you know, thoughts of faith and victory, words of faith and victory. That's what allows God to begin to turn things around. I believe you want to see what you're going to be like five years from now. Listen to what you're saying about yourself. So good. You know, you know, you don't feel well. You know what? I believe healing is coming. I believe me and my house, we will all serve the Lord. I believe we'll get the compacts in on me. That's what we were saying mm. when we were walking around it at night. We were dreaming. We were getting our vision enlarged, saying, God, we believe you could do this. And we just walk around, Lord, a lot of times, Keith, just thanking God for the victory. Mm. Lord, I thank you that you, you're making a way where we don't see a way. Mm. I thank you that you're opening doors. I, Lord, I thank you that you're fighting battles. Well, I've learned, Keith, it takes the same amount of energy to worry, to speak negatively, as it does to believe, mm. to speak words of faith. So when you're tempted to worry, hey, that comes to us all. 
But if you're going to use your energy, you might as well turn it around instead of worrying about my finances, worrying about my health, worrying about the opposition. Turn it around. Father, thank you that you're fighting my battles. Mm. Thank you that you're supplying my needs. Thank you that I will live, that you're restoring health back into me. It's just living out of a place of peace, out of a place of faith, out of a place of elevate life. Mm, I love that. Well, you know, in your book, in your first chapter, and I just kind of want us to end with this. You talk about being a barrier breaker. <laughs> I just, I love that because sometimes we don't even realize that we have a barrier on us. You know, the families that we're born into, our ethnicity sometimes, our socioeconomic status, uh, just, just, just the world. What you know, you're born and they put a blue or a or a pink on you. You know, you're born and they put you in a box immediately. You know, so that's a girl, that's a boy. And, and life is like that. You know, we grow up and we go from box to box. We grow up in our, in our bed box and then we go to our school box and we take our lunch box and we get, you know, from the old days, get our food from the ice box. And then we dream about having our own boxes someday with wheels on them and our own house boxes and all that. And then we come to the end of our life, they put us in a box, you know? So it's like, it's like life can be just from box to box. But really in your book, you, your first, I love that it's your first chapter, be a barrier breaker because not only has God given us the power to think, but God has given us unlimited potential. And uh, talk a little bit about your dad, where he yeah. came from, and anyway, just how he broke yeah. the barrier. Yeah, it's so important. It's, it's, such, it's our roots when people sometimes say, well, why do you encourage people to believe and, and you know, to rise higher? Because I've seen it in my own life, mm. and I know you have it. My story real quick of my father's. So my dad was born back in 1921, so he was raised during the Great Depression. His family were cotton farmers, and they lost everything when the banks closed and all that. So they were very, very poor. Uh, my dad received the Christmas basket at school for the poorest family. I mean, mm. poor like not having money for food, and not having clothing and all that, just really, really poor. That's all they had known. 17 years of age, my father gave his life to Christ, the first one in his family. He wasn't raised, you know, Keith, I know you're first generation, but he wasn't raised in a family that, that knew the Lord or yeah. went to church. They, they respected God. They may pray at Christmas time or something, but it wasn't a part of their life. But somehow, you know, it's the sovereignty of God. He touched my father and mm. my dad, 17, out of, you know, out of nowhere, gave his life to Christ. We felt like God called him to minister. And he told his parents that he was going to leave the farm and go out and become a minister. Well, like you were saying earlier, his parents were good people. They loved him, but they said, John, you don't know how to minister. All you know how to do is pick cotton. Mm. You better stay here on the farm with us. You're going to get out there and fail. So his own parents didn't believe in him. But, you know, sometimes well-meaning people may speak defeat over your life. Yeah. You've got to know what God's put on the inside of you. And you can still be respectful, but you've got to dare to take some steps of faith knowing that God's put things in you maybe bigger than your family mm. can see. So my dad took a step of faith, you know, out of that poverty. He, went, he didn't have a car or anything. He hitchhiked. He started ministering on street corners and at the senior citizens' homes, in the prisons, anywhere he could go. Long story short, Keith, he broke out of poverty. Mm. God raised him up. He pastored great churches. So I really believe that my dad... He took that step of faith. He believed he could rise higher, and he broke a curse of poverty that mm. was on my, my family. I wouldn't be here today if my father had not risen up, taken the limits off of himself, taken the limits off of God, tuned out negative voices, even people that loved him. So my dad was a barrier breaker. Mm. 
He set a new standard for our family. And, and again, you know, I think about my siblings and I, we wouldn't be here. My children wouldn't be blessed like they are. You know, you're not hearing this by accident. You can be a barrier breaker. Yeah. You can set a new standard for your family. God doesn't want us to get stuck. I mean, I could have even settled, you know, with the other church. It was yeah. fine. We would have been happy to maintain, but God's put more in us. And so I encourage you to stir your faith up. Quit looking at how big your, your obstacles are and start looking at how big your God is. He can, with Him breathing in your direction, you can go places you never dreamed. Joel, it just so moves me to hear your story about your dad and just that really anybody can be a barrier breaker. Doesn't matter what, where you came from in your family. Somebody in the family's got to be that barrier breaker. And I believe you can be that. And just like Joel's father was that. Now Joel has become that, not only for his family and his, his own children, but he's become that for many guys like me. Other pastors across America to help us dream bigger and believe bigger. And I wanna thank you for that, for being that kind of guy, being that kind of person, being that kind of barrier breaker for other people. And I'd just like you today, Joel, if you would, just, just really speak over our people. And if you would, just pray, because people, they need to know that God has given you the power to think. Think next level. He's given you the power to, to break whatever barriers there are in your life. And uh, Joel, just, if you would, just do that and pray over everybody. I would love to. Lord, I thank yeah. you for all of our friends watching at Elevate mm -hmm. Life. Lord, we know none of us are here by accident. And Lord, like you've taken us where we've never dreamed, I think that faith is rising in hearts even right now. And Lord, that every stronghold in our mind that is holding us back even right now is being broken. Lord, we make the choice today to think your thoughts, yes. to believe that we can rise higher, that we are talented, that we are equipped, that we are barrier breakers, that we are masterpieces made in your image. And so Lord, I just thank you today for that faith is rising, that healing and wholeness is coming. I think that new doors of opportunity are about to open. Lord, I think that you're going to bring them promotion and ideas yes. and creativity. And Lord, I think that those gifts and talents that are in them, like they were me, that they don't even know right now, Lord, that they'll come out to the full. I think for a boldness, a confidence, a, a, just a new belief that they are everything that you created them to be, that they can rise higher and that, Lord, that this time next year, they'll look back and say, God, you've done amazing things yes. in my life. Lord, for your glory, not ours, heal those that are not feeling well. Lord, uh, help those that are going through loss. And I just speak life and hope and yes. favor and victory, new levels in Jesus' name. Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Well, Joel, thank you so much for being with us and Elevate Life. You know, we, uh, we stand with Joel for Nights of Hope and just, you know, I was recently at a Night of Hope with him in Washington, D.C. again, just seeing it looked like, Joel, the whole place stood up, I mean, to give their life to Christ. And we're just so honored to be able to stand with you, support you, believe God for what he's doing in your life. And we just believe in that for you. You know, no matter what your dreams are, no matter what your past has been, no matter where you came from, it, it's, it's, it's not a picture of what God has for you. He's always got something better in your future. And uh, Joe, you know, one last thing, your, your dad took you back to his neighborhood yeah. one time. Just, yeah. just end on that. Yeah, it was, it was amazing. And you, you got a great story too. But yeah, when my dad was about 75, he passed at 77. But 
about 75. My dad loved to drive and yeah. he loved to reminisce. Yeah. So he knew I would go with him in Victoria. We, <laughs> sometimes we get bored, but he said, let's drive back to Paris, Texas, where he grew up. It was a four or five hour drive from here. So we drove to Paris, Texas that is, and we found the old, um, he found the farm where he grew up on. It was, it was just an open field, but he found the well. Yeah. And so he thought, you know, that was the property. And so we were hanging out in Paris. He had a couple of relatives there that we visited. Then he said, let's, let's go see if I can find some of my old friends. So we drove, somebody gave us some instructions. Somebody lives here that you grew up with, you know, 50, 60 years ago. So we drive by this place, Keith, I'll never forget. And it was an old shack. It was, it was just a tin building. It had, it just looked like it, nobody lived there, but my dad went up, knocked at the door. Actually, there was a man outside with no shirt on, sitting in a chair, and just, it was the epitome of like, you know, maybe somebody homeless. Yeah. My dad walked up and he said, uh, I'm John Osteen, do you know where so-and-so is? He called the man's name, he said, that's me. Well, they hadn't seen each other, Keith, probably in, my dad was 70, probably, I mean, 60 years. Wow. And so he brought us in his house. I'll never forget, it had a, a leak and he had a bucket there and it just was, uh, not, not knocking it, it was yeah, just very run down. Sure. It was just a shack and I was just kind of shocked. But when I left, what hit me, Keith, is I looked at how far my dad had come. Mm. They were both raised in the same environment. 60 years later, here's somebody, and I'm sure he's a good man, maybe even loved God, but he had not made much of his life. I told my father, well, I worked at a boat shop for a while, and then I got laid off. I hadn't found any work in the last 20, 30 years. And here my dad had touched the world and made a difference. And it just remind, it just let me know that, uh, you know, how you start's not important, it's how you finish. Yeah. You make choices along the way. You take the limits off of God. You don't have to stay, you know, where you are, especially if you're, you know, struggling in lack or born into a family that's just maybe not seen a lot of increase or favor, that doesn't have to be where you end. And even if you're in a good place, hey, God wants us to go further. So it just struck me as what, what a difference one life can make when you put God first, yes. when you take the limits off of Him, where you start is not where you're going to finish. Awesome. Thank you so much, Joel. We love you guys. Listen, is this good news? Why don't you go tell some people some good news and let them know how much God loves them. Invite them to Elevate Life Church next week for our Tell Me Something Good series. Thank you, Joel. Love you. Appreciate you. Love you guys. Thanks for listening to this week's podcast. Make sure to get your copy of Pastor Keith Craft's book, Your Divine Fingerprint, and visit elevatelife.com for other exciting new content from Elevate Life Church.